What is up, ladies and gentlemen? We are back with another Tanner Wilkinson podcast. I am your host, of course, Tanner Wilkinson. And if you're watching on YouTube, you can see who we're joined by. But if you're listening on Spotify, we are joined by Tim Gatman. Tim, say what up? What up? What up? What up? How are we doing? Tim, new background. Tim, are you in a new location right now? Yes, I moved into my apartment. Oh, uh, so, breaking yeah. in the apartment pod. And uh, yes, it's a uh, yeah. We have no Wi-Fi though, so I'm doing this off my phone. There you so. go, killing it, killing it. We also got Max Stottle. Max, say what up. Hey everyone, how we doing? Um, just wanted to say before the podcast, if you're if you're keeping track at home, this is the 21st podcast, so <laughs> you can now have a beer with the Tanner Wilkinson podcast. It is now of drinking age. But as you can tell by the title of today's podcast, it's week one. We got college football. We're going through our picks. We're going through, I think we got how many, 13 games on the slate that we're going to talk yeah. about. It's going to be maybe a lengthy one, maybe a quick one, depending on how uh, how much detail we really put into this. <laughs> but all these games are in order. So as you're listening to it, that's how they will be played. We'll start off with game one that is Thursday night, 6 o'clock Central Time on ESPN. Boise State at UCF. Boise State comes in as the underdog. Uh, plus 190 money line. UCF comes in as the five point favorite at minus 175, over under 69 and a half. Uh, anyone got any insight in on this game? Um, Boise State's head coach is the old Oregon defensive coordinator, Andy Avalos, and a few Oregon guys transferred to Boise State to play for him. So I'm going to be rooting for the Broncos. Okay. Um, yeah, I have that note that. Uh, Brian Harson left Boise State for Auburn as Auburn's head coach Gus Malzahn left for UCF. So we have two first game coaches in this game. Uh, this game is obviously played at UCF. So humidity will play a factor. And I don't know if Boise State's going to be able to replicate that in practice. Um, full stadium back for UCF. Also, I don't know if you guys knew this, their stadium is called the Bounce House. Like, if you look it up on ESPN where the game will be played, it says the bounce house. So that's kind of interesting. Um, Dylan Gabriel is back for UCF, the quarterback. Um, threw for 300 and, or 3,500 yards last year, 32 touchdowns, four interceptions on 60% completion percentage. Um, I, my pick in this is UCF minus five. I think it's kind of a no-brainer. Take the team. I, my big thing this week is take the home team. But what do you guys think? Well, with our crowds like 100% in Florida and everything, I assume. Yeah. Yeah. They're probably going to, yeah. I'm going to, I think UCF's going to win. I don't know if they're going to cover, though. And I also think the over might be easy. I think the over might be free. I think they're, more than I, 69 and a half points are going to be scored. I think they're going to score a lot. I think, I think whatever it'll be. They both had really high scoring offenses last year. And, Boise and uh, UCF's defense or pass defense is like terrible, and Boise State has like a returning, uh, returning their quarterbacks coming back. They have a really good receiver, and then like they they're good on offense. So they'll be, I think I think both teams will score, but like you guys, I, I I think UCF will figure out a way to win at the end. I think it's it can be a big game though, in the like down the line if both these teams end up being like who gets in power five wise if there's a bunch of one loss mm-hmm. power five teams or non-power five teams 
So let's go to our – we got another Thursday night game up on the slate. Thursday night, 7 o'clock Central Time on Fox. Ohio State goes to Minnesota. Minnesota is a 14-point underdog coming in at plus 445. Uh, Ohio State minus 600, over-under set at 64. Uh, Tim, what do, you, what do you like in this? Uh, I think uh, I think it might be maybe close for like a quarter or two, and then Ohio State will just pull away. I think it might be just like a little – it might be close. I, I'll give it like a quarter for C.J. Stroud to like settle in. But I think uh, I think Minnesota. I don't know Minnesota. They they do have a good offensive line and a good run game though. So if they play it right, they could. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think Ohio State will end up winning, probably pulling away in the second half. If that mm-hmm. makes sense. Um, for this, I got. I think this game will be close. I think. Hmm. I I, I think. I have it as a close game, but I don't know if Minnesota actually covers. The bet I like in this is the under, 64. Um, kind of the full crowd, you know, f- first-year QB going up against th- a three-year starter in Tanner Morgan at Minnesota. Um, I feel like they're going to run the ball a lot. I think uh, both teams are. But there's a stat. Ryan Day is 17-0 uh, and 0 in September, and – 16 out of those 17 wins were by double digits. So this game could be ugly. That's all, that's all I'll say. Um, but I like the under. I think Ohio State's defense is unreal. So I think they'll probably hold Minnesota less than 14. 14 or less. Stodd? Uh, I'm going to be honest. I don't know much about Minnesota. All I know is Ohio State gets a few extra days of rest against Oregon. Call that the agenda. Call it what you will. I don't know. I'm not very superstitious, but it is what it is. So this will be a good two-note game for them. I'm excited to see or anxious to see where they're at. I think it'll be a good, like, I think it's a perfect, like, first game for them in a scenario like this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to play a real tough conference team, but it's still and a good on test road. on the road. Yeah. Yeah. This definitely was probably done to help the Big, the big Ten, but we'll let it slide, I guess, or we won't. Who knows? Next, we move to Friday. We got Friday at 5 o'clock Central Time on ESPN. North Carolina at Virginia Tech. North Carolina, the favorite, uh, minus 210. Uh, Virginia Tech, the underdog, plus 175, five-and-a-half-point underdog. Over-under set at 64. Um, for this, I kind of have Oregon transfer QB for Vatek. Did you, did you know that, Stodd? Oh, Braxton Burmeister? He is terrible. <laughs> he is um, so bad, dude. Yeah, I mean, yeah, for Virginia. Yeah. Virginia Tech I have, is trash. Virginia Tech has a new quarterback, a new running back, but they do have their top three pass catchers back. Um, North Carolina has two new running backs and a new wide receiver core. So it'll be interesting to see how they do. Um, I mean, their running back situation right now, They last year they had like two 1,000-yard rushers. And this year they have Tennessee's number two running back and a true freshman. So, I mean, I know they've been starting to recruit well, but I don't know who this guy – I don't know. I don't know. They do have an experience to line, but that being said, I think they win, but I like Virginia Tech to cover the, the, the points. I like Virginia Tech plus five and a half in this. I'm on the opposite side of the fence. I think, for, I think North Carolina is going to win by like two touchdowns. 
I'm sorry, if Braxton Burmeister, if what I know is what I what I've seen is how he's going to play. I think North Carolina kills him, but I don't know. It might be a good game. Well, we'll I just see. I think I think the full I think crowds being back is going to take a lot of a lot of things out of out of people's hands. Like I don't know if the if the Illinois uh, Nebraska game probably should have been that close, but I think just having crowds back. I think, yeah, that's true. You know, Tim, what do you think for this game? Um, I, I like North Carolina. I think, I think they'll win. Um, I do think Virginia, Virginia Tech will cover. I think, I think it's going to be a decently close game. It'll be interesting to see, uh, North Carolina, uh, without their, they've lost, like you were saying, the running backs and then they lost their, like a receiver. It was really good for them. Uh, so I think it'll be interesting to see them with their RPO offense and Sam Howe, how he does in the senior year. Yeah, and I really like this game on a Friday. Um, I like how they mm-hmm. kind of balanced out the whole Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And they have games Sunday, Monday, too, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. We jump to Saturday, Saturday, 11 a.m. Central time on Fox. Penn State at Wisconsin. Penn State comes in at the underdog, plus 185. Wisconsin, the favorite, minus 225, five-and-a-half-point favorite. Over/under set at fifty. Uh, Tim, you're in Big Ten country right now, so why why don't you start this one off? Uh, I like Wisconsin. Camp Randall and Madison's a pretty tough place, and it's probably it's going to be rowdy. I'm sure uh, there'll definitely be a hostile crowd for Penn State. Um, Wisconsin will do what they do when they just run the ball and play good defense. I bet, and I think they'll win. They got – I can't remember who their quarterback's name is. But he, he played really well at the beginning of last year and then and then got hurt or got COVID maybe, I don't know, something. So he, it'll be interesting to see how they do. Or I think they'll win, though, partially because I think Penn State – I think the crowd will play a factor like you were saying. Mm-hmm. Um, Penn State starts a new offensive coordinator this, uh, this season. Um, look for a heavy dose of run plays, I think, from both teams. But like I, like Tim said, I have a note. Uh, Camp Randall will definitely be jumping for week one. There, It will be filled to as much as they have it filled, if not all the way. Um, like I said, hard to, beat, hard to bet against the home team when it comes to that. Wisconsin wins, I think, probably backdoor cover at the end. I think it might be like a, they, they kick a field goal to put them up seven when they're up four, so – Something like that. Stop. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I think the under is gonna hit. I could see this game being like twenty-four to ten. Something I do really. Like, I like the under in this as well. That's actually might be my bet. I think the under is gonna hit in this game, and I think Wisconsin also is going to cover. I see this being like seventeen to six, something super gritty. Oh yeah, nothing better than a gritty big Just ten service game to on week one on the. On week one on the 11AA game, super gritty. I will say the only bad part about having this at the beginning of the year is that we don't get to have at the like late end of the year where it's just super cold. Snowing. Yeah. Snowing and cold. Yeah. The super yeah. cold Big Ten game at like 11 a.m. is always <laughs> awesome. I love it. Uh, let's see. Let's move ahead to our next game. I think this might be the Oklahoma game. Let's go. We get our first uh, podcast exclusive game. 
Oklahoma or Tulane at Oklahoma. Originally, it was supposed to be Oklahoma <laughs> at Tulane, but there was a hurricane. There was a hurricane. Thoughts and prayers to everyone in Louisiana and, and all other uh, surrounding areas that have been affected. The but agenda. <laughs> Tulane comes in as the underdog. Oklahoma, uh, 31 and a half point favorites as of now. Over under sites, uh, 68. I will say I got this line earlier this week at 20 minus 26 and a half. And my bookmaker uh, kind of canceled the bet, which I don't know how that works. I don't know how that's legal, but we'll let Shout it play. I, the bookie. I, I, <laughs> I, I'm still going to take this. this the, the, I mean, I don't have this as my bet, but um, first full crowd in Oklahoma. So I expect 80 K plus. I can't imagine many Tulane well, fans will be there. Last year. No, we had <laughs> almost full crowds last year. The Oklahoma State game was iffy. We had a lot of people at the Oklahoma State game. Uh, I remember watching that. Yeah. Uh, Oklahoma brings back all these weapons, you know, Rattler, Mims, Weiss. Actually, Weiss got hurt. I don't know if that's news. Weiss out a couple weeks with lower leg injury. So that's not him good. And that, him and that other dude are out. Like, well, what's that other dude's name? That was always out. Long hair. Jayden? Yeah, Hazelwood. Hazelwood's starting. Hazelwood will start. Um, oh, okay. That's good. He'll, he'll start. I think this is going to be one-way traffic. Like, expect Caleb Williams to get some some run in the fourth. That's all I'll say. I got Oklahoma minus 31 and a half. But if you really want to bet on this game, I think the smart bet would be Tulane team under, their team total under. I think they get held to, like, less than 10, 10 or less. Like, this is going to be a route. Yeah, I was going to say, I would, I would, if I was a betting man, I'd take this under. I can see this being like 45 to three or like 52 to like six. Yeah, I don't know. Very close. I don't know if Tulane can put up points, honestly. Tim? Yeah, Oklahoma's going to route them. I don't really see it. I think um, it'll be interesting to see if, how early Lincoln pulls starters because i think uh you could have like rat or could just have like a crazy day where he throws a bunch of touchdown passes or something i don't think Tulane, especially coming from yes i don't know i think they route him also i will say Tulane with a fire uh logo with the wave electric logo right there uh, we move on to our next game on Saturday, Saturday at 1 p.m. Central Time on the Pac-12 Network. Fresno State at Oregon. Fresno State comes in at the underdog plus 800. Oregon, the favorite, at minus 1,400, uh, minus 21 in the points. Over-under set at 63 and a half. Stodd, this is your team. Take us through it. All right. Um, well, Fresno State played last week, and they beat the brakes off of UConn. So they have one week under their belt, but – it's UConn. We could have probably beat them. And then Oregon comes in, and they're debuting a few freshmen in their lineup. We have a new freshman receiver. He's getting some starting time, apparently. He's starting on the depth chart. And we get Kayvon back. Justin Flo is making his long-awaited debut. So, And then Anthony Brown will be starting at quarterback for us. I don't honestly, if I'm going to be honest, I I knew I like the spread more at 20, 20 and a half than 21. I didn't know it changed. <laughs> So I don't know if I would take Oregon to cover that, but I would maybe take the over. I can see Oregon scoring like 48 to 49 points and giving up like a cheeky like 17, maybe 20 points. And there's your over right there. 
Well, your team would win by close. your team would win by like thirty at that point. So just take Oregon. Take both. Well, you said it's gonna be forty nine <laughs> to ten. <laughs> so that's like a it's like a it's like a forty point victory. I think you just take Oregon. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I think it could be like twenty, like four to like thirteen and a half, something ugly, and then we'll just turn on the Jets. So we'll see. It should be a an exciting tune-up before the real game. I will say, um, while Pivo was down here last week, we were chilling watching the Fresno State-UConn game with Ferg, and Ferg goes, dang, it would suck to go to Fresno State. And I think that's, like, the worst – I think that's the worst take ever. Like, it would be pretty awesome to go to Fresno State, right? Uh, yeah, I think so, isn't it? It's in California, right? I don't yeah. know where, though. Where's Fresno? Yeah. Also, the Cavender twins do go there, though. Yeah, exactly. You got to think with your oh, brain. Me. <laughs> think with your brain. Yeah. Tim, are you looking up where it is? Yeah. Ferg also was yeah, like, so their stadium is like a high school stadium, and we looked it up, and it's like 50,000 or 40,000. Devontae Adams went there. Same with Paul George. PG. Peach. Playoff and Derek game. Carr. Pandemic P. Okay, so it's it's kind of inland more. Um, yeah, it's pretty inland. It's by the Sierra. It's by Yosemite National Park. It's not far from there. Travis Scott song. <laughs> <laughs> good meme. Good meme. Underrated meme. <laughs> so do we got we we have we gone through this? Does anyone else have anything else? Anything else oh, yeah, to say about? Oh yeah, you guys can add anything you want to say to that. By the way, I mean, there's not really much. Catches a touchdown, that'd be cool. Nah, whatever, Spencer. Yeah, you, you let whatever. me. You let me down in the Fiesta Bowl, Spencer. You're you're still <laughs> out of my good graces. I don't even think you played last year. <laughs> <laughs> whatever, whatever, Spencer Webb, we'll get on the, the pod. Get on the pod. Hey, yeah, I'll text him. <laughs> Moving on, we got our next Saturday slate game, Saturday at 2.30 p.m. We got Indiana at Iowa State. I like this game a lot. Indiana comes into the underdog plus 145. Iowa, or not Iowa State, Iowa uh, comes in at the favorite at plus 165, minus three and a half, over under set at 45. This is going to be a gritty game. We talked about a gritty game in the last game. This one, I think, will be just this as gritty. gritty. This, this is, is freaking gritty on a platter. Well, when you look at Iowa, Iowa will always have a quarterback that's going to pass for like 2,500 yards, 16 touchdowns, and eight picks. And he's never going to win you a game, but he will never lose you a game. So it's like it's going to be gritty no matter what game he gets in. Uh, I think Iowa – or I think Iowa uh, – I don't know. I think you Iowa at home. Line, I, like, I like Indiana in this one. See, that's the thing. Everyone likes Indiana. Like, I like Indiana too, but and that just makes you want to bet Iowa. Yeah, that's a good point. Fade yourself. But also, it's like, don't overthink it. Don't overthink it. Just take take it. Yeah, well, and Tim said Phoenix is going to be in New York for the last one. Yeah, he's got to win. No, he's got to win here for that. So. Well, that's what I wrote down. I said, I said, if Indiana want to make a run in the Big Ten, this is a must win. I mean, they yeah. got Phoenix back. They got Ty Fry Fogel, who might have the one of the best names to say in college football. Ty Fry Fogel. They still have the Whopper guy. I, I don't. 
I don't think I don't know who Whopper is, so I would assume no. Uh, maybe yeah, maybe they have Whopper. They didn't like get any Burger like Whopper or something like W H O P. Yeah. Um, I think I was going to slow down the game. Obviously, I have this being a close one with Indiana winning in overtime. How about that? How about that? Predicting overtime. Start. That would be a good. Yeah, that'd be pretty good. This is a must-watch game, also, by the way. I'm going to have a two-TV setup, probably. Indiana, Iowa will be on the small TV with Alabama, Miami, our next game on the big TV. This game played Saturday, 2.30 ABC, Mercedes-Benz Stadium, Atlanta, Georgia, is where it will be located. Miami comes in the underdog, plus 700. Alabama, the favorite, at minus 1,200. 19 and a half shit. is the spread over under is set at 61 and a half. Stod, take it away. Well, I'm just like shocked that it's top 15 matchup and they're still favored by like 20 <laughs> points. <laughs> Honestly, I'd probably take it too. <laughs> These top teams are built different. But I will say I, I am huge on Miami this year. I love Miami. I love the U. I got I got correspondence in Miami. I'm, I've got my nose or my ear to the ground, you know, just listening in. I think Miami covers. I got Miami, whatever the spread is, it keeps going up. So game day, it might be like minus 20. So I just like Miami take getting the points. I do have a stat though, which is kind of Bama blows kind of, people out in week one when they play games like yeah, this. I'm gonna they like destroy US. Well, can I? Yeah, well, this, this is the stat since 2008. Saban is 10 and 0 straight up week one and nine and one against the spread. Yeah, they like kill people week one. Do you remember the year they, they played continue. FSU and they just destroyed them? FSU was like <laughs> number four and they just they annihilated them. It was. Uh, Miami is, was good. Miami is 5-0 and straight up in September, while Alabama is 20-0 and in their last 20 straight up in <laughs> September. Just in their last 20. <laughs> yeah, in their last 20. Their casual last – so that's like five years or like four years. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to take Bama with the points. <laughs> yeah, I'm probably going to take Miami, Miami spread. But this will probably be like – I could see it being like – a late touchdown makes it 21 and that's that's the spread you know like it's 14 the whole game and then alabama scores a late touchdown makes it 21 and there you go but also i think the over might hit like i know alabama is like known for their defense but they're not really known for their defense as of last year so maybe they're just everyone's going to score also mobile quarterbacks give saban a tough time that's kind of a fact from his past. So I don't know. What do you guys think? I think Bryce Young might have a little little early first couple drive. I think the yips. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see how fast he gets comfortable. But I think if he gets comfortable, I think they could they could roll. Especially if they get running, if they have start running the ball well. I don't even know who their running back is, but he's probably just some monster. So, uh, Brian Robinson, be... I think, or Brian, something like that. They also have Chase McKellen, who is their backup, who is an Oklahoma commit who decommitted. So, boo, Bama. We don't like Bama. Yeah. I feel like every time I watch like these Bama games, dude, 
in the opening weeks and stuff. Like a lot of the times it's just the team they're playing can't get out of their own way. And they make like the most stupid mistakes. And like, they almost make these errors because errors because it's like Bama and they're like in their own heads already. So I think this game is going to really, it's going to be winner won or lost by Derek King. If he, if he like can play like calm and mellow and like not get like the game, like get in his own head against a team like Bama and they can like stay in it. Well, then I like, I like Miami to cover then, but it's all going to come down to him. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. It is make or break by DR King. Um, yep. We got that at two 30 moving on at three 30 on Fox. We have Louisiana Lafayette, the raging Cajuns at Texas. Uh, Louisiana Lafayette comes out at uh, plus 250 as Texas comes out at minus 320. Uh, eight points, eight and a half. I've seen at different spots are where Texas are favorited as and over under set at 58. Um, for I'll start this off because I was high on Texas and ULL in our pre preseason show. But Texas went and announced they have a new quarterback. Thought it was going to be Casey Thompson. Turned out to be Hudson Carr. Um, I think I'm out on Texas now. I think I've had enough. Like, I don't understand why Casey Thompson isn't starting, which I, I'm not mad about because I like I like that. I would rather have the worst quarterback start. Um, when you see Hudson Carr start, I expect a high-powered running attack with B. John Robinson. B. John Robinson is going to be a top-five rusher this season, 100%. Um, looking back at ULL, though, they're returning their quarterback, their top three wide receivers, their top three pass rushers, and their top three guys uh, in interceptions last year. Uh, so as I'm looking at this, I'm just wondering, is ULL going to win? Is it going to be something that ULL is going to win? But I definitely like ULL plus the points, whatever it is, eight, eight and a half, nine and a half, whatever you can get it at. I like ULL plus the points. Um Stodd, we talked about how we, we love to talk about it. Is there going to be a Texas's back game? If they can beat ULL by a lot, I think this could be the Texas's back game. But I see this more as Texas versus Maryland, where Maryland beats Texas. Oh, yeah. No, 100%. Uh, if well, we'll be betting on this, I'll be putting this in a parlay. I'm betting on uh, Raging Cajun's money line. This is a vintage Texas uh, Sarkeesian game one blunder. Uh, this is already like written. I can see it now. The headlines like a winning field goal or something ridiculous and Texas is going to lose. So that's what's going to happen. Okay. Tim, what do you think? Uh, I like uh, Louisiana. Lafayette to definitely cover if not win. Uh, I think they're, uh, I, I don't, I think Texas, I, I, I don't like the last-minute kind of quarterback change, if I understand it correctly. And I, I don't know. I think that they will uh, – I think I think Lafayette – I think Louisiana will win. Uh, and, yeah. What do we got next? We got – oh, a big one. Ooh. A big boy. This is a top five matchup, ladies and gentlemen. We got Saturday at 6.30 primetime, ABC Bank of America Stadium in Charlotte, North Carolina. Georgia plays Clemson. Clemson comes in as a three-point favorite, minus 160. Georgia, the underdogs at plus 140, over-under set at 51. And a, 51, just 51, not in a half, 51. This is a huge game. This is, 
This is one where I will not have the eyes go away from the TV probably for most of it. Like, oh my goodness. It's going to be electric. Stod, you you seem just as excited as me, so I want to hear your opinions before I say mine. Well, I'm now just trying to remember our college football top 25s and like our bowl games and everything. And I want to say, I think, I think I have Clemson winning this game because I also have my campaign for DJU to win this Heisman. And this one started off with quite a bang. He can do pretty well. And it's, I know it's not in Clemson, but Charlotte, North Carolina, I mean, it's about as pretty close to home as you're going to get. So I think Clemson's going to win. I don't know if JT Daniels is going to be able to do this week one. I don't know about that. But it's going to be a very good game. Um, for this, I got – boy, oh, boy, is this a good one. Just what a week. Just to take it in week one. Wow. We yeah, have like, a top know, like five matchup. Either team yeah. can win, and it wouldn't shock me at all. I mean, Georgia comes in with possibly the best front seven in college football, like their D line and linebacking core is unreal. Um, JT Daniels, best QB that's ever played for Kirby smart because Justin Fields didn't play for Kirby smart. Is that what we're going to say? <laughs> that's technically true. <laughs> I mean, technically it's true. Uh, Clemson starts new quarterback, new running back. Also, did you guys know uh, this sent this uh, cornerback, uh, De'Aaron Kendricks transferred from Clemson to Georgia and will be playing in this game. This is wow. personal. Apparently he's, like, awesome. apparently he's like a future like NFL starter. This dude's like a beast. But uh, according to 247, Georgia comes in with the most talented roster in the country, and I think that leads them to a victory. I got Georgia money line in this. I have Georgia making the playoffs, so I think they got to win week one if you want to win, if you're going to try and make the playoffs, especially in the SEC. Tim, what do you think? Um, I think Clemson is going – I think Clemson, I'm going to take Clemson. Like you guys have said, I think it's uh, – either team could win, and it would be very – it wouldn't shock me. But uh, I think DJ is going to play really well, and I think uh, having Justin Ross – and their O line, I think. I think they'll be Clemson, and I think that they have a way better coaching staff than Georgia. I think at the end of the day, I'd take Dab over Kirby Smart. Hot take there, too. Uh, Very yeah, hot hey, take. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, I like that. I like that. We got two for. Do you think? Do you guys both think they cover the spread, or do you just are you just fine with the money line? Just yeah, it's it's Clemson minus money three. Line. I can see being like literally a one or two point game. It's going to be mm-hmm. close as shit. Yeah, I'm it will shock me if a team gets blown out. I will be shocked. We move on to our not really our late night snack in the pack, but it's the best pack game I think of the week. We got mm-hmm. LSU at UCLA Saturday, seven thirty Central Time on Fox. LSU comes in the favorite minus one fifty five. UCLA the underdog plus one thirty five plus three in the point spread department over under set at 65 and a half start our pack 12 expert take us through it okay so ucla beat hawaii last week pretty soundly but it's hawaii so i'm not like beating the drum for them but the thing is lsu has a ton of question marks this year and if if ucla can maybe fill up a bit more of the rose bowl this week <laughs> with some fans 
more than zero, <laughs> more than zero fans would be an improvement. Because LSU is going to travel well for this game. So yeah, they have nowhere else to go. They're, they they just had a, a hurricane. <laughs> they're literally on the road. They're going to be. They probably just went straight to UCLA. The fans are just traveling with the team from stadium to stadium. <laughs> they're in Houston. They're in Houston or Dallas, wherever they were, just practicing with the team, practicing their their, their cheering. I think I'm not gonna lie. I think UCLA wins this, and I think this is the early uh, coming out game for Chip Kelly and his UCLA team. And people might be like, "This team could be could be an issue this year in the Pac-12." And I think they might get some early momentum with a win here against the, the ranked Tigers. I like. I like it. I like it. I got Miles Brennan QB for LSU out. Uh, Mac Johnson's starting for UCL or LSU. So friend of friend of the pod because there's another max so we'll, we'll take it we'll take it uh lsu we'll take comes it. in with maybe the most possible or with the most dynamic playmaker uh uh i'm what's his name Derek steenley jr yeah Derek steenley jr uh he'll be returning punts he'll be playing cornerback and i've heard he's gonna be playing wide out this year wearing the number seven so this could be this could be sick if he plays three ways uh, yeah, UCLA. I said they ran it down Hawaii's throat. I expect a little more from DTR last week. He looked kind of day late, dollar short out there. Yeah, you know they were that guy that was going off for UCLA was the Michigan transfer. Mm-hmm. So you, um, I, I think they were just kind of riding the hot hand at that point. They're like, whatever, it's Hawaii. But you know, I they am also with probably you. didn't want to show their whole playbook either. Oh yeah. I, I am with you. I got UCLA to win this game outright. I also don't really like SEC teams going west. Uh, a couple of years ago, you had UCLA playing Texas A&M, and UCLA came back and won that game. So I don't like yeah, SEC Rosen. teams going west. Josh Rosen. Yeah, that was the Josh Rosen game. <laughs> um, I think we're moving on to our last game. If we, uh, Tim, did you want to say anything about this? I don't know if you said anything. Nah, I, I think UCLA will probably win. But yeah, I'm, I mean, yeah. I mean, you guys, you guys cover it pretty well. I don't really have a lot. Yeah, of no. I mean, I think that's a good pick. I think, I think there's a, I think the underdog parlay is going to be looking juicy this weekend, boys. Home teams. I like a lot of home teams this week. And the uh, the trend, I don't think, I, don't, I think the trend continues here. Uh, Saturday at six thirty Central Time, we got on ABC Sunday. Notre Dame. Or yeah, sorry, Sunday six thirty Central Lord's Standard Day, Time. Maybe. ABC Notre Dame at Florida State. Notre Dame comes in at the favorite as minus 300. Florida State, the underdog plus 250, seven and a half points. Uh, over under set at 55 and a half. Tim, this is your team. This is a big game. This is the marquee Sunday game. Take us through it. Uh, Notre Dame should win, but like they'll figure out a way to screw it up and make it. It'll be. It'll be really close for most of the game, and they they might pull away at the end. Um, as long as they can run the ball, I'm confident that they'll do well. But uh, I, I am a little nervous if we have to start throwing, if we're forced to become one-dimensional. I think our defense will be good, though, so that'll be fun, I think, to um, – I think they'll keep us in games like this, at least. Yeah, I mean, uh, for my game notes in this, I have is this season for is this the Florida State is back season? Uh, no, no. However, I think it is a step in the right direction. 
they have two quarterbacks. They haven't announced. I don't think they've announced yet who is going to start between Mackenzie Milton and Jordan Travis. I thought it was Milton. They, they said Milton's going to start. I don't know. I, I assumed it would be Milton, but who knows? I, mean, I don't think they've announced I, I haven't heard yet. Anything it's still, but I like that because you're making Notre Dame have to prepare for two, uh, two different quarterbacks. Yeah, very true. They, uh, yeah, it was just Milton's the one from UCF, right? He, like, yeah, the guy who, like, knee. yeah, his leg blew yeah. up. Um, I got Florida State has experienced pass catchers back. Um, Notre Dame, I think Notre Dame's gonna do Notre Dame things. They're gonna tote the rock behind the big O line, but uh, Notre Dame ultimately wins this. But I do think Florida State covers. I like. I think seven and a half is too many points. I see this more. I can see a, it being seven. I can. I, I can very easily see it being a touchdown. I think it's. I think it's a three or four point game. Honestly, That's where I think game. Florida State makes it close at the end. I think you guys could be. I think Notre Dame could be up ten, and Florida State <laughs> scores a, a touchdown with like two and a half minutes left. Home teams. Yeah. Are, I'm saying home teams are going to make this dangerous. Stop. What do you think? Seven all chance. Um, uh, well, Notre Dame has uh Kyle Hamilton and he's pretty sick, so I like them to win, but I don't like your quarterback, Tim. I don't think he's neither do I. I don't like him either. It's Jack Cohen, right? Yeah, it's Jack Cohen, right? Yeah, he didn't impress me in that Rose Bowl against Oregon, so I don't really like him. So I think he again, Florida State sucks. <laughs> Stop, what do you I like? very good. You like um, you like Notre Dame. I got Notre Dame to win, and I and I don't know if I do like the points though. That's dude. Yeah, I think it's going to be like a touchdown or an eight point game. Uh, that's a toss up. Vegas knows. Wow, Stott, excellent, know, excellent dude. take. How you think it's going to be seven or eight points as the line is put at seven and a half. <laughs> Good call there, Stodd. You're you're a real genius. I like the under, though. I like the under. Really? Okay. I'll take the under. Yeah. Uh, we're, we'll we'll move on to something a little less serious, or maybe more serious, depending on on your look <laughs> at it. Uh, moving on to a story that developed last week: Bishop Sycamore. Uh, wow. Some of the notes I'll just read through. Give you guys uh, at home if you don't know about this a little information on it. Uh, Bishop Sycamore played IMG Academy on ESPN last weekend. Uh, they told ESPN they had multiple Division One players. Uh, for some reason, ESPN never asked for the players or looked up the players because no one on Max Preps or 247 was on it. Um, they had no really school website. Uh, Bishop Sycamore was not listed as a charter school in Ohio. Uh, it is, with air quotes, an online school. Uh, and its address is its P, uh, just a P.O. box. No actual address, just a, a P.O. box to send mail to. Uh, they started a GoFundMe with a goal of $20,000. They made $140. Uh, uh, they played two days before the, this game on ESPN. Uh, they fired their head coach <laughs> after the game, which doesn't really make sense because – the head coach kind of ran the whole thing, so I don't know how he got fired. But um, well, probably Ray Johnson, <laughs> Ray Johnson is the head coach. 
has an active warrant out for his arrest in Ohio. So apparently he didn't pay a hotel like a hundred thousand dollars for like housing and stuff. So also Duncanville and uh, DeMatha High both canceled their games with uh, Bishop Sycamore. If you're if you're those schools, how do you not know this is a fake? How do you not look up the school? If you're before you make if you're ESPN, how do you not know that? You're like journalists. ESPN sucks. That's so lazy. Anything? (laughs) ESPN's a joke. IMG IMG played them last year too. Like IMG, this is the second time IMG's played them. Like there's zero way. You can tell me that they don't know this is a fake team. Like, there's no way. Well, I mean, I have a couple questions. Uh, Question one, who are these coaches? Also, who are these players? That's my next note. Are these kids or grown-ass men on this Bishop Sycamore team? Because I've heard they're JUCO dropouts. I heard a thing that said every player on the roster was in the ages of 20 and 30. What? That's what I heard. <laughs> and then, did you see the video of them sharing helmets? <laughs> yeah, that wasn't in the in the IMG game, but that was the game before. But yeah, I did see that. Did you also read that like that little ex like that excerpt of an article on Twitter about how like they were promised like all this like housing and stuff in a brochure, and then when they all showed up, the football team put them in like three Airbnbs all next to each other, and they made them sleep on like the grounds because they didn't have mattresses. And there was, like, no adult supervision. These were all, like, players from, like, gang affiliates. And, like, they would all, like, fight. And they didn't have I didn't money. S- I didn't see anything. the fighting part, but I did see, like, yeah. they were living on, on the floor. Yeah, and they would have to rob, like, Walgreens and Walmart because they didn't have food. Jesus. Yeah, this, this this was a mess, dude. Also, like... This is crazy. They they got murdered by IMG. And they were playing, like, DeMatha and Duncanville. It was just, like, top 25 schools. Were they just planning on getting killed every single game? Like, were they just Any planning exposure. on losing by 60? Any exposure, I guess. And I I have one more note. Like, ESPN, dude, what the fuck? Like, like come on, man. How, how? How do you not screen for this? Like, if this is Barstool that put up this event, they would have been shredded. Like, I'm not pro Barstool whatsoever, but, like, if Barstool would have had IMG versus Bishop, sycamore they would have been destroyed by the national media but it's just espn so it's like oh whatever whatever like come on right like this is bananas yeah they should definitely have like made a statement where they're like yo our bad we'll work on improving that in the future (laughs) or just lie and say you didn't know or something like just well i mean the best part was when like the announcers would like talk about it as the game was going on and they were getting beat and they were like, yeah, they're like 54 is down, but we don't know who 54 is. We don't have a 54 on our roster. Yeah. Like I think it was Steve Levy. Was it Steve Levy? I think it was him announcing the game and he was like, well, it's 30 to zero in the second. And we were, we were promised there was five stars on this team and they they don't seem to exist anywhere. And you you start to question the health and safety of this game. Is this getting out of hand? bro this is bad (laughs) like it's it's unreal it's i can't believe that they let something like this happen just have no foresight to just be like maybe we can just look up like who are these who are your top 20 who are your players like give me your top five players so we can do some background research on them 
It's like, uh, you don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Trust us. Trust me, bro. Sources. Trust me, bro. <laughs> that's a wild. It's probably gonna. There's probably more stuff that's gonna come out in the coming days. It's gonna be wild. It's on. I don't. We need a thirty for thirty on this. It's already yeah. in the making. I bet. <laughs> they they probably have already jumped on it. I mean, is there is there anything else we want to really talk about? I think we covered it all, man. I think we had a good good little outing For tonight. Football preview and some Bishop Sycamore talk. That's about as good as you can get. I uh, I'm gonna be releasing my top ten picks of the week. I don't know. I can get your guys' top ten picks as well, but if you want that posted on the Instagram, but. Head over to the Instagram once you see this posted. Look at our top 10 picks for this weekend. Um, but, yeah, thank you guys for listening. We got the YouTube up. You can have watch. We had a nice little slideshow presentation. You could see our beautiful faces uh, some of the time, if not most of the time. Uh, head over there. Look at that. Like, we got we got resources now, boys. We're, we're kind of big time. Awesome. Good response, boys. I like that. I like that. Also, we might be getting a, big things to come. Big things to come. Uh, we're, we're looking to get in the uh, NIL game also. Um, might have a couple might have a couple people on the pod in, in the in the upcoming week to uh, to get sponsored by the Tanner Wilkinson pod. Imagine. Imagine who wouldn't want to be sponsored by the Tanner Wilkinson podcast. Exactly. Free I mean, publicity, I would, baby. I would. Free publicity. Free merch. We got to give out merch at that point. <laughs> Imagine we start selling awesome merch. All right, we can't get down this. This is going to be like an hour episode if we just keep talking. (laughs) All right, well, follow the Instagram. Subscribe to the YouTube page. Just, you know, hook us up. Hook us up. We'll see y'all when we see y'all. Peace.
top five tonight, tonight. I'm smoking on you. What's the name tonight? Tonight. Smoking on you. Show's name tonight. I am the Omega. PG Lane, Rolly Gang, SIE. Don't you address me unless it's with four letters. I thought you known better. I've been ducking the pandemic. I've been social gimmicks. I've been ducking the overnight activists. Yeah, I'm not a trending topic. I'm a hold on. Y'all niggas playing with me, man. I am the Omega. DJ Lane, Rolly Gang, SIE. Don't you address me unless it with four letters. Bitch, I thought you known better. I've been ducking the pandemic. I've been ducking the social gimmicks. I've been ducking the overnight activists. Yeah, I'm not a trending topic. I'm a prophet. I answer to Metatronic every year. Bitch, looking for a better me. I am a legacy. I come from the 70. The Al Green, Nosprey, Guns, and the Melody. The Big Shot, Wrist on Cryo. Therapy. Soon as I press that button, nigga better get right like the emblem's coming Us two when the light he ain't been through nothing Day free, got at least one B in the oven I'm tripping, I'm drinking my mental with Amazing, brother, pop off only on occasions, brother Rich nigga, mama know I made it, brother Go figure, never caught cases, brother Face it, brother, gracious, brother New flows coming, be patient, brother Show my ass and take out of class Like a multitask like Megan, brother 2021 ain't taking no prisoner Last year y'all fucked up all the listener Who went platinum? I call that a visitor Who the fuck backing them? All been falsified The facts mean this is a vaccine And the game need me to survive The Elohim, the rebirth Before you get to the father You gotta holler at me first, bitch Smoking on top fives Motherfuck that album, fuck that single Burn that hard drive Burn that shit. Ain't nobody safe when I come I'm killing everybody that's outside Who you with? Yeah, Kanye changed his life But me, I'm still an old school Gemini Bitch. Let me jump in this bitch. Let me jump in this bitch. Two phones, but I only bring one in this bitch. One daughter, but they all my sons in this bitch. No hoes ain't shit getting done in this bitch. I'm scary, I got a gun in this bitch. Smoking on top fives. Stop playing, I'm that guy. Number two DM in my bitch. That's cool, I don't that's why.